Have you ever done something crazy? Something you had second thoughts about even while you were in the process of doing it? You talked about it out loud to make it real, but something inside of you still said, you must be joking. That's how I felt the night I stopped taking birth control and prayed the same prayer Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Lord, if you would, please take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. In my new book, Walking on Water, a 21-day devotion on faith, I share my journey through an unplanned pregnancy and how the lessons I learned over the course of nine months will help both you and I to do bold and scary things. You can get your copy of this new book today by going to blackgirlswithpurpose.org forward slash shop forward slash faith. And as a reward for being a part of our Black Girls of Purpose community, you can get your book shipped for free. All you have to do is enter coupon code BGWP. known to her friends and family as Allie, was born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana. Allie has served in youth ministry for over seven years, and she is currently a student at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, studying for her bachelor's in Christian ministry with a minor in psychology and counseling. In addition to serving as volunteer at Celebration Church, Allie is the staff coordinator for Reset Ministries, Inc., a nonprofit organization that started back in 2014. They host a summer camp annually and recently launched a podcast for leaders in youth ministry. Outside of all the things that I said, Allie is also one of my best friends and she is visiting me in the Dallas-Fort Worth area as we speak. So I'm super excited to have her on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Allie. Hi, Bree. <laughs> y'all, we, uh, y'all know my journey. I shared, I've shared many times about how I moved from New Orleans to Texas. It was suddenly, I wasn't expecting it. And... I feel like the last big event that was in New Orleans was my gender reveal, and Allie was at that gender reveal. So she is about to meet my son, who she hasn't met yet. It's just so, so to go from, man, we were at, the, at this gender reveal, so now my son is like two months old and you know, developing his own personality is pretty crazy because it doesn't feel like that much time has passed. Does it feel like that to you? No, it's it's crazy. You were pregnant I know. last time I saw you. Now I'm like... <laughs> Getting back to my normal way. All right, snap back. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm super excited, y'all. Reset is is a camp that's near and dear to my heart, especially because I I feel like I was there in the beginning stages. And to see what God has done through the ministry of Reset since 2014 really has just shown God's divine timing and how he is intentional with everything that he does, seeing the way that they've grown as a team and even this new podcast that they've launched has really been a blessing. But tell us about more of the behind the scenes. And I know some, but I want you to tell them <laughs> some of the behind the scenes uh, with Reset. So, yeah, behind the scenes at Reset is a lot of work. Um, because all of us work full-time jobs. Some of us are doing part-time school. And then we have our own, like, ministry life at our local church. And so, like, we're all doing this juggling act. And it's... It's a lot, but then it's like very fruitful. Like my parents, like they always worry because they think I'm carrying too much. But I, I'm just like, you know, when you do something you love, you don't feel yeah. that weight. 
Um, and I feel like the Lord provides rest, and that's usually the day after camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just it's really rewarding to know that we're being disciples and we're able to like pray prayerfully like in generational curses with some students and then see these students accept Christ and like that's why we want to do it because you just I personally I see everybody in heaven mm-hmm. so that's why we do it so yeah I love it how did you first get involved with reset girl <laughs> it was like is how did I I was at church I was at church uh, I was involved in youth ministry uh, with my friend slash pastor, who is now the president of Reset, Pastor Chip Luter. Um, he had an idea of creating this camp and basically was like, y'all want to do it? And it was like, why not? So a group of us got together. We were in uh, Joy's apartment. It was myself, Joy. Uh, she's doing phenomenal things outside of Reset now. Um, and we sat there and we, in her like small apartment, we had like index cards on the wall trying to figure out like what is it going to do what is it going to be and it just kind of happened like i closed my eyes and for some reason i saw a red r i was like i don't know what this is but i see a red r and we was like okay well, what's that and then like we started throwing around stuff and i said reset and like we broke it down it was like this makes perfect sense yeah like now from that small little random gathering that was in the apartment to like five years later going on fifth year camp seeing like the work like I would have never thought that God would do this but like it's like a legit exceedingly and abundantly above, above all you could think or ask and just knowing that this is just the beginning it like it excites me and then freaks me out but then I get excited again yeah. so yeah I would have would have never thought but yeah it started as a thought mm-hmm. and it just kind of just was obedient and yeah. ran with it and i love what you said about obedience because i think a lot of times when we're given a big vision we kind of freak out and think oh lord like how am i going to do this and many times he just needs you to take the first step yep. and after you take that first step he shows you what's next um i, I even think about on the instagram live bible study we did recently we're just talking about writing the vision and making it plain and you and I were having this conversation offline and and how when we write the vision it's almost saying okay God this is what I know that you've mm-hmm. told me and and we presented to him like if you want me to do this I need you to show me who else needs to come on to the team because that's even how I got involved with reset I I don't know y'all I still can't tell you I just remember being in in a meeting with Pastor <laughs> Chip and Allie and Joy and Dudley and I don't know. It went from I'm coming to this meeting for pictures to oh wait I'm actually helping. Oh, and then I'm singing on the worship team. And okay, we're gonna work on this booklet that we're gonna have the teens use. Oh wait, they didn't even end up using the booklet. But <laughs> we really like how it looks. Oh, the so journals. I'm gonna keep it. Yeah, then, you know, just. But if I had just said, oh well, I don't understand why I'm involved in this instead of just being obedient, then I would have missed out on this huge opportunity because y'all reset is one of those camps. It's not even, I wouldn't even consolidate it to a camp. Reset is an experience that changes your life. And one one thing that I love so much about reset is that it doesn't just change the teens. I think a lot of times as leaders in youth ministry, we think, okay, I'm going to do this thing for my student. They're going to have a great time but reset is for everybody (laughs) it is and that's like the emphasis we wanted to put on it because being a youth leader prior to reset you would go to camps with the kids and you would have your kind of own bible study with other youth leaders but it wasn't 
resourceful. It was kind of like you go and do your own adult curriculum while the kids go do their teenage curriculum. Mm -hmm. And then you go back, either go watch the kids or you go do your own thing because the staff is watching the kids. But we wanted to create something. Okay, while your students are learning, let us help equip you as leaders while they're learning. So that Mm -hmm. way when you go home, you can better like equip them and teach them. So when you come back, you're renewed and fresh and they're renewed and you just retain them more and just like an amazing cycle instead mm-hmm. of a draining cycle. Mm-hmm. So that's I, that's what I love about Reset too, that the leaders walk away like, like this was a camp for me too. Like I needed this just mm-hmm. as much as my uh, students needed this. What would you say is one of the biggest moments that you've had with reset where you say oh my gosh god i know i didn't understand the vision in the beginning but i'm so glad to be a part of this it was um i would definitely say 2017 we had to step out on faith uh we really didn't have any large churches with us it was kind of where the year of what we really had to trust in god we didn't know where finances was going to come from we signed a contract we had no money <laughs> and like we were talking about possibly not doing a camp we were talking about holding all star next year and it was just it was just something in myself and uh sharana we were just like we can't we cannot not do it like we have to put our faith and trust in god and believe it's come through that was the hardest year for me because i had a set coordinator i had to tell staff that th- some staff they couldn't serve and that broke my heart just knowing that, uh, but then at the end to see that's the same year the Holy Spirit broke out like I had never mm-hmm. experienced before. Like I lit- like the presence of God was just heavy in that place. I saw kids worship that have never worshipped before. Like her kids like speaking in their native tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, like just just seeing worship break out like nothing. Knowing that like yeah, it was our smallest group ever. Uh, we didn't know how we was going to flip the bill, like, but just seeing that God moved and that lives were changed and shifted mm-hmm. like that, that's going to hit me like, this is so much bigger than myself. This is so much bigger than anything mm-hmm. that I've ever done that I'm really like working for God, like legit working for him. So that was 2017. It was the hardest year, but then I always go back to that and it was like, we can get through that. Like, we can get through anything. Like, yeah. we got this, especially with God. Yeah. I think that's been what's what I feel like has almost always, every year with Reset, it's, the question is, so how are we going to pay for this? How are we going to pay for this? How are we going to pay for this? We're going to pay for it now. We're going to pay for it later. And I think I remember my last year that I served, I think in 2016. Yeah, because that was right after I got married. And we ended reset and then we got a bill in the mail. It wasn't like we profited off of it. It's like, okay, so Lord, we need to pay this and it got paid. Right. So I think, I think that's what has continued to blow my mind. Uh, And and I feel like to go from that to, I know y'all got like a sponsorship with Walmart, right? This year. Yes. Tell me about that. Um, so, uh, and it's again, it was all God ordained. Uh, there's a member in my church. He just so happened to be, he's a manager at Walmart and told him about the organization and he informed me uh, that Walmart does community grants and just told me to look into it. So filled out the application. Um, I was just talking to Brie earlier about like feeling inadequate, not feeling like I could do it, but I kind of, I was like, Lord, I'm gonna do it. Cause like you told me to, and I'm not about to miss all the money for camp, like cause we need it. <laughs> and so 
it was uh, filled out the uh, application, sent it to uh, uh, Dudley and Sharonda. Oh, let me see who they So, Dudley is the uh, camp director, and Sharonda is the program director. Um, sent to them so they could kind of overview it. They were like, look good. So, I submitted it and just had to kind of wait and pray. And then we got an email saying that we got, uh, I believe it was $3,500. Wow. And it was just like, like for Walmart. And it's like, this is a huge deal. Yeah. And just knowing. Just being obedient and serving in my local church, being obedient and being agreed because this is just somebody I greeted with mm-hmm. at service and just in conversation, just like hearing about his life and him talking, me talking about mine, that this uh, door opened for him and for myself. So I like, just seeing the benefit of that, like that the Lord, like he keeps his promises and mm-hmm. like he will provide yeah. when it looks like he won't, like he definitely will. One thing I love is, and we were talking about this offline as well. God is teaching me in this season that he's not confined to the four walls of the church and that he can use you, whether you're at Walmart, whether you're at Starbucks, whether you're at Target, that wherever we are, we're blessed to be a blessing. Uh, And I think it's always interesting seeing the different paths that God will place us on because I know I've been guilty, especially when I first went to Franklin, and that's how Allie and I met. We went to Franklin Avenue Baptist Church in I, I moved I went there in 2014 2013 the year I graduated from college and met her and Dudley in youth ministry I, I, y'all, I promise I will never forget that moment I remember seeing them they were walking back to the gym to to serve the youth and they were holding a table or something and I said hey y'all they're like hi I said do you need help and they're like no we got it and they kept moving and I said okay I, I guess I'll follow them to the gym and then I met Joy who there she was talking about she's like hi I'm Joy this is Allie this is Dudley and they introduced me to everybody and I don't even know how I ended up getting into that backstory, but one thing I remember when I went to Franklin, I, I guess, envied Pastor Chip and people who were working in the church because I said, man, what a blessing it is to know, like, this is my role. Winning souls for Christ is my role. Like, that is the role that I serve. I don't have to do anything else. That's a part of your job description, but I'm learning wherever we we're supposed to make disciples that's the great commission so how have you because i you you work at chase like that's your your nine to five how, mm-hmm. how have you seen the ways that god has been able to bring discipleship into your regular nine to five life um so i'm very and you know this like i love jesus and i can't hide him just because of that scripture, I think it's in Matthew, you know, like, if you deny me, I deny mm-hmm. you type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't want Jesus to say he don't know me. So I know him all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when people come to my desk, I I'm, I am who I am. I try to be consistent mm-hmm. with who I am. So that aligns with my faith as well. So when people come to my desk, if I, I, I just feel like if they're sad or they have a lot going on, mm-hmm. or even if they open up and say, like, somebody's in a hospital. I'll say, like, okay, I'll be praying. Mm-hmm. But what's their name? And, like, they'll tell, so, like, we have open dialogue about that. There's people that sat down with me, and we have the same faith. So we mm-hmm. start talking about how it is being a Christian. Like, how can I pray for you? Like, and they ask me how they can pray for me. Mm-hmm. And just being consistent and available. Um, I pray for people at my desk just because people are hurting, and mm-hmm. they need God, like, right now. And I feel like I, like, I know my God is an on-time God, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be disobedient. And like, because I'm thinking of my job, mm-hmm. like, well, I can't pray for you later, but I'll go to bed in the bathroom mm-hmm. and pray. Like, no, like the Lord blessed me with this position, yeah. and so I will honor Him in this position, and I will pray for you. Now, I'm not gonna be foolish 
and be up there. Lord God, we come right now. Like I'm not about to make a scene or nothing. But like you know, I'll like I'll hold their hands and we'll like if they're up for it, and we'll bow our heads and we'll pray and we'll give honor and reverence uh, to God. But I think it's just the consistency that I try to keep mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to my job because when people see I'm always smiling, I'm always helpful. I tell them it's a joy of the Lord. Like yeah. I don't, I try my best not to take credit for it like you know we had times like oh thank you but i try my best to be like you know it's really the joy of the lord because yeah. i'm tired alice and tired yeah but god got me in with energy so yeah. yeah i love what you said about god having you at that position because it made me think of in in may we talked about esther and the verse that came up was in exodus 14 where he says who's to say you haven't come to your royal position for such a time as this mm-hmm. and I love what you said about okay, like me being positioned right here. This person's at my desk right now. God was intentional in placing them here, so I'm going to be intentional about praying for them. Right. Like how? What are some of the divine moments where you said, yep, this was the timing for this? Whether it be with Chase, whether it be for Reset, where you just have seen, oh my gosh, God, like this is why it didn't happen before, because it happened to happen right now. Um, ugh, that's a, let me think. Uh something that like God had I would have to say I would have to say uh, Chase like working at Chase and serving at Celebration mm-hmm. and seeing like my growth as an individual mm-hmm. because and even thinking of my placement with Chase my applied uh, for my promotion I applied a completely different branch at a completely different mm-hmm. location because it would be convenient for me because mm-hmm. um, it'd be closer to my school closer to my granny's house so I was saying, my, oh, if I could go to school right there mm-hmm. if I want, or I can go to my granny's house during lunch and take a nap and eat her food. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking about what worked best for me. But then when I prayed in it for, for the interview and I prayed before I submitted the application, I would pray, Lord, let your will be done. And if this is not your will, let, like, let your will happen. Mm-hmm. And so when the other location came up, I was like, what? Like, okay, it's still, it's close to my house, mm-hmm. but like the it wasn't what I was thinking like at all and the, there's literally a chase right by right. I'm like right. I'm not okay whatever yeah. but then just seeing one of the representation I had and just noticing like that I'm not working for myself mm-hmm. like but I'm working for Christ mm-hmm. and that he needed me to be a light in that area he needed me to be the light to my new clients and to my customers who are now somehow like family, mm-hmm. uh, to my coworkers. And then also as far as ministry, uh, serving in college ministry, that's something I thought I would never do because mm-hmm. I was all like um, youth ministry. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. And it's still my heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But when I was at Franklin, I was a, when I took my Sunday school training, I took Sunday school training for teenagers and they placed me in college ministry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, while well, y'all doing this, like college students freaked me out. Mm-hmm. And it be- and that became, that came from my own insecurities because I was older and I hadn't gotten my degree yet. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like felt inadequate. Like I can't teach college students because they may know more than me because mm-hmm. they're in school and I'm not. Or like mm-hmm. they're like doing these things and I'm not like, and then God is like, if I put you here, mm-hmm. I have you here for a reason and just seeing how that was a step to serving in college ministry at celebration and the reason why I serve in college ministry celebration is to equip me for reset mm-hmm. serving as staff coordinator because a lot of those mm-hmm. people are college and young adults and then when I'm at work 
I have a lot of college young adults trying to figure out their finances and stuff like that. So like seeing how all that bled together, the one thing I try to avoid because of my own personal insecurities and feeling inadequate and not good enough, got pushed it in my face and was like, I have equipped you. I have called you to do this. So if I told you to do this, nobody can stop me from doing what I'm yeah. going to do. Yeah. So if, if my daddy say he... I need to do what I got to do it because I ain't about to get in trouble with God. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's the perfect transition. Um, this month on the podcast, we're talking about identity. And with the first episode, the the name of the episode is Identity Precedes Activity. And it comes out of Ephesians 2 and 10, where we are God's workmanship, creating Christ Jesus to do good works, which he predestined beforehand. And that's exactly what you just said. So I'm just... I'm just being obedient, but this is something that God already has said he's equipped me to do, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to do it. But what do you feel like are some of the things that prevent or delay, not even prevent, because I, I know you, I know you're, you love God, and I know you're like, Lord, I'm going to be obedient. I don't understand right now. I guess we could talk about this in the car. I don't understand, but I'm going to obey you. But what are the things that you feel like sometimes delay that obedience when it comes to doing what God has already predestined for you to do? fear mm-hmm. just just straight up fear it's scary because mm-hmm. you don't know the outcome of it like well this if i'm this is towards a person will this person hate me for the rest of their life uh will this ruin my life like what will my family think mm-hmm. of this like will they judge me for this am i really doing the right thing mm-hmm. like is this really a wise decision um it's scary but like like but fear it should trump faith but is faith is hard mm-hmm. i feel like but <laughs> so like fear, my answer would have to be fear because it's scary and you said faith is your word for this year it is faith is my word how do you feel like god's been pushing you into uh, into discover or what what new facets of faith do you feel like you're discovering because i feel like whenever we get a word we're like okay lord here it is and then this happened with us last year when we had our words mm-hmm. and said, oh i'm seeing a new side of this that i hadn't seen before it's like it's just like what it says in scripture it's the evidence of things mm-hmm. unseen mm-hmm. and i think i'm like how odd is that mm-hmm. evidence is something that you see but mm-hmm. you say it is the evidence of something i can't see mm-hmm. so how is that evidence for something i can't see but it makes sense because it's like I've been seeing him give me glimpse of things. Mm-hmm. He will never show me a full picture, mm-hmm. but he shows me little, like he lets me get a little peek because he knows his daughter. He knows that I'll freak out enough <laughs> and be like, you know, forget this and like go away. So like, I feel like he shows me little peaks and be like, girl, I got you. Mm-hmm. Just, just keep moving, keep pushing. Because like I said, I love that. God is a loving father and so like he knows my struggle so he knows I struggle with fear and Mm -hmm. I believe that like I've been struggling with fear a long time so I feel like with my word being faith this year like it's huge because that means fears have to be conquered Mm -hmm. um so walking on a faith is just like uh no pun intended but like shameless fuck like what you're walking on water like looking at that like walking on water that sounds insane like that that, that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. but peter did it and because he had faith mm-hmm. in jesus christ and just thinking like god wants us to walk with him and he wants us to do the impossible but to be real like sometimes we're scared to take that first step mm-hmm. when we know he has us but it's just scary yeah so yeah 
Yeah, I think I think something that always helps is reflecting on what he's done already. Yeah. But it's a daily thing, and 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 it does take being in your word and reminding yourself. And and I always think about the Israelites and how God always had them putting up monuments and stones and this. And he said, "Okay, we're gonna put these twelve stones right here in the Jordan River, so you can remember the twelve tribes." And mm-hmm. and we may think, "Does it really take all that?" But sometimes it does. It does. Uh, I love that song, "Prophesy Your Promise." She she says, "When I only see in part, I will, uh, I will." trust you in the process and and that's even what you just said like god will show you glimpses of what it is that you're supposed to be doing and i feel like that ties with reset if he had shown you in the beginning this is what it's going to be fear might have said oh nope not doing it right and like and i think that's why journaling like i wasn't a journaler like but like throughout our friendship and conversation i started journaling because i went through a very hard year and it was just a lot going on and when I go back and look at those journals, mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, like, if you could make it do mm-hmm. that, like, like, look at what God has done. Like, mm-hmm. we talked about it earlier. Like, just seeing things that I have prayed for come to pass. Mm-hmm. Like, it shows that God uh, answers your prayers and, like, uh, keeps his promises. Yeah. And, like, your prayers don't have an expiration date. Mm-hmm. They do not go void. They're still present. And, and he's going to take care of it. Hey, Purpose Peeps, I hope you enjoyed part one of this interview with Allie. I know that it was a joy for me to be able to sit down with my friend and just talk about all the phenomenal things she's doing in ministry. I want to encourage you to follow Reset on Instagram if you're not following them, if you've never heard about them, if you want to find out more about the work that they're doing, you can follow them on Instagram at Reset Camp. Also, as Allie said, if you want to donate to their mission, you can go to ResetCamps.org and click on the Give button. There are different tiers as she mentioned that you can give and they have different rewards that they give at different levels so that would be a great way to get connected with them and then also if you're a leader in youth ministry I would highly recommend that you reach out to reset camps about how you can bring your young babies it starts at sixth grade and goes all the way up to 12th grade so finding out how you can bring your younger students or bring your teens I know that I've already talked with my church about bringing our teenagers next year so we will see But I promise you, if you're under the sound of my voice, you do not want to miss this camp for 2020. So make sure you check them out on Instagram at Reset Camp. Visit their website, ResetCamps.org, and then make sure that you are subscribed to their podcast, The Why Me Podcast, which is great for people who are helping to lead young people, other teens, whatever the case may be. So I am looking forward to all the things that they're going to continue to do, and I hope that you'll get plugged into their ministry. But that is all for this week. Um, Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so you can see when episode two of this interview airs next week. And until then, I guess we'll talk to you on our Instagram. Instagram feed. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Black Girls of Purpose. That's the best place to find out what it is that we're doing. We have an Instagram live Bible study every single week and it's just fun. It's just a fun time to get into God's word but also to talk with other people in our Black Girls of Purpose community. So I am looking forward to our Instagram live Bible study for this week and I am so thankful to you for listening. We'll talk to you next week.